I'm titling today's message, How to Overcome Every Curse. Every Curse. How to Overcome Every Curse. Romans chapter 9 and verse 5 says, Whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh, now here's this phrase, Christ, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. It says Christ is over all, God blessed forever. So Christ is blessed forever. Now we believe that. He is forever blessed. But we also believe that according to Romans chapter 8 verse 17, that we are heirs of God and that we are joint heirs with Christ. So if Christ is forever blessed and everything that belongs to him belongs to you, then you are forever blessed with Christ and in Christ. Romans 8.32 says, when God, he that spared not his own son, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So when you receive Christ, you receive all that he is, all that he has, and you are blessed with him, you are forever blessed. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You are abundantly and eternally blessed. Proverbs 10 22 says that the blessing of the Lord, he make it rich and he adds no sorrow with it. You have the blessing of the Lord working on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Now, this, is not, this does not negate the fact that the curse does exist and that the curse is real. The fact that by Jesus' stripes you are healed because Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your infirmities does not cancel out or negate the fact that sickness and disease does exist. But what it does declare is that when you recognize Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your infirmities, you can take a hold of that truth and change the sickness and disease and drive it out of your body. Well, similarly, when you recognize that you are blessed and the blessing of the Lord is on the inside of your born-again spirit, when you recognize that, you must also make the blessing destroy and drive out every curse of any sort out of your life. So today that's what we want to talk about. How to overcome every curse. Every curse. Yes, there are curses are real. Now, a curse is a proclamation of evil, to put it quite simply. A blessing is a proclamation of benefit. Of benefit. Proverbs 26 verse 2 says that the blessing of the Lord, sorry, um, Proverbs 26 verse 2 says that the curse without a cause cannot come. So the curse has to have some kind of open door before it get, in order for it to get in. But before I say that, let me turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Because I want us to have the solid foundation of understanding that in your spirit, the blessing of the Lord is there, and that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing, and that you are 
forever and abundantly blessed. I also want to just quickly help you to see God's heart towards you. You see, many of the scriptures and the promises of God are not only declaring um, what is yours in Christ and, and, and declaring what is your part in the covenant and what is God's covenant promises to you, but it is also revealing the very heart of God, the very desires and passion and yearning of God. So I want you to see that not only are you abundantly and eternally blessed as Christ is, but also that it is God's passion and desire to earnestly see you have operate and function and experience that blessing and experience the very life of Christ as Christ is right now. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm just going to read a few verses from verse 4 to, to 7, and I'm extracting it from, from, the, from the Amplified Version. It says, God is so rich in his mercy in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love that he has for you. Because he has such an intense love and desire to manifest his goodness in your life, that is why he has, he's so rich in mercy towards you. That even when you were dead by your own shortcomings, by your own sins, he made you alive together in union with Christ. He gave you the very life of Christ himself. It is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that has saved you, that has delivered you from judgment. And has made you partakers of Christ, his salvation, his redemption, his wholeness, his prosperity, and his victory. He, Christ God himself, raised you up together with Christ, and he made you sit down together. Giving you joint seating with Christ. And the reason he did this is that he might clearly demonstrate his heart, clearly demonstrate throughout the ages to come, including right now, the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor in his kindness and in his goodness of heart towards you in Christ Jesus. I read that passage of scripture so that you can see that God's heart is beating and pumping with a desire to manifest his goodness, manifest his love, manifest his, 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 um, his mercy, manifest his blessings, and to manifest it in your life and have you walk free from any and every curse, no matter how it got into your life. In your spirit, you are totally blessed. But because of Adam's fall, and you're totally blessed in your spirit because you're born again. But because of Adam's fall, and because of the devil's involvement with humanity, curse came into the earth. Curse came into the human race. And curse does exist in the world and in our humanity. 
Now, curses include everything from sickness, disease, poverty, lack, oppression, confusion, depression, spiritual death, family dysfunction, children going off into captivity in drugs and, and so on. People big ch children and uh, people can become incarcerated and locked up in various prison systems and cycles of, of, of wickedness, divorce, physical and mental and sexual abuse, suicide, mental disorder, anxiety. All of these are curses. They aren't blessings. They are evil. They are harmful. Now, you see, the ultimate root of all curses goes right back to the devil, goes right back to, to, the, to, to Adam's obedience to the devil and disobedience to God that opened up the entire human race to the curse. It, the root of the curse goes right back to the law that the children of Israel demanded, and then they weren't able to keep it, and then the consequences of breaking the law, the curses that came with breaking the law. The curses, but now you see all these curses... They can, be, they can be present in one's life. Like, a, again, Proverbs 26, verse 2, the curse without a cause shall not come. Well, the open door came right through the fall. And in our personal life, sometimes there is disobedience. There is rebellion. There is words and, and, and actions and negative attitudes. Whether it be our own or whether it be those from our parents or our ancestors or whatever the case might be, there is ungodly associations. There is the work of riches and, and hitches and, and all of that kind of stuff that can, that, can be the, that can cause curses to come. Now, you need to know that as a believer, Christ has redeemed you from the curse. As a believer, you are redeemed from every kind of curse, from whatever source, whether it be generational, riches, or whatever. However, You've got to know that, and you've got to enforce that. You see, if it's raining outside, and you go outside, and you don't have a raincoat, you don't have an umbrella, you're going to get wet. In the same way, if you, are, if you don't know that by his stripes you heal, Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your infirmity, there is sickness, there is disease, there's COVID-19 out there that is raining down. And you have got to have the umbrella and the raincoat of your redemption where healing is concerned. Similarly, you are blessed in Christ. But the curse is out there. And if you don't have on the umbrella of the blessing of the Lord and the truth that you are redeemed from the curse of the law, then the curses can come upon you just like it would anybody else. Regardless of what the source might be, whether it be generational or whatever. I'm saying that to say that as a believer, you have got to recognize that you are redeemed from the curse of the law and you have got to take your authority and will break its power and its authority over you. Hallelujah. Because curses can. They're, 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 there's no curses in your spirit. But the curses can get into your life. It can, be, it, it can be present because of some kind of bloodline issue or history. Everyone has some kind of or some bit of bloodline issue to deal with. Stuff that are hereditary whether it be sickness or disease, this particular disease runs in the family, or whether it be anger or some kind of temperament, 
whether it be promiscuity, whether it be, be alcoholism, whether it be divorce that runs in the family, whether it be children being born out of wedlock, whether it be some kind of mental issue that runs in the family, or whether it be incest or something else like that. These are curses, and some of these curses can is sometimes connected to one's bloodline and history. Now, it doesn't mean it is to have authority over you, but you need to know how to break its power off of you and off of your family. You need to know that, hey, it stops here, and it's not going to go on to another generation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, here is the good news. Irregardless of what curses they may be or however they may have come, here is the truth of the word of God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ himself had redeemed us, has redeemed you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you and for me because it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth upon the tree. When Jesus hung upon the cross, he became the curse and he took the curse. Why? That he might redeem you from the curse and from the curse of the law. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So that you might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Glory to God. That is the truth. No matter what curses there are, you are redeemed. And the blessing is yours through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm redeemed from every curse, no matter where it came from, in the name of Jesus. Now, in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9, it says the song, a new song saying, you are worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof, because you were slain. And you have redeemed us out of. You have redeemed us to God by your blood out of. Out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people, out of every nation. What's that talking about? You are redeemed out of every ethnic um, uh, definition, you are redeemed out of every culture, what your cultural background is, what your ethnicity is, what your education is, what who your genealogy is, none of those things. You are redeemed out of them, which means those things are not supposed to have authority and to dictate your life. Right now there is all this, these racial issues that are happening. And yes, in your physical body, you might be this race or that race or whatever other kind of race. But you need to recognize the word of God says that your identification is that you've been washed by the blood of Jesus. You've been redeemed from every human definition and you have been redeemed unto God. And your number one identification must be, I am his masterpiece. I am, a, I am his workmanship. I am a new creation created in Christ Jesus. I am a son of the living God. And you see, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It will change your expectation. And as a result, it will cause a totally different manifestation in your life. You need to have that right identification and not receive the limitations and, the, uh, and that will come from the realm of humanity. That is also the truth. You are redeemed from the curse. And it is the truth. That you, that Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10, you redeemed unto God and you are made unto him. We are made unto him kings and priests and we shall reign on this earth. That is the truth. Now the word of God says in Hebrews chapter, sorry, in John chapter 10, 35, Jesus said, 
This scripture cannot be broken. In other words, this is what the word of God says. This is the truth. The facts might be whatever your race is. The facts might be whatever your history is. The facts might be whatever's been running in your family. But the truth is, you are a child of God. The truth is, you've got a new blood bloodline. The truth is, you are born of the word of God. You are born not by the will of men, but by the will of God. You are born, and you are God's masterpiece. You have been fashioned and formed, and you, he is the one that has created you. You are born of him. Hallelujah. That is the truth, and the truth cannot be broken. Psalms 119.89 said the word of God is forever settled in heaven. So yes, everyone has a bloodline issue to deal with. Everyone has, has a bit of curse issue to deal with. But you've got to break it off of your life, off of your family. You've got to declare that it stops here and no more. How do you overcome every curse? How do you break every curse and every curse from any bloodline issue off of your life? How do you overcome it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I will put it, let me, let me put it this way simply first. Your position in Christ is what liberates you from all curses and their effects. It is your, I've said this before, it is your position that has the power to change your condition. Your position in Christ at the Father's right hand, your position, the life and wholeness and freedom from every curse that you have in your spirit, that position can change any condition in your life, any kind of curse activity in your life, no matter where it came from. Hallelujah. First John 3, 8 says, this is why Jesus was manifested, to destroy the works of the enemy. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7, verse 4, that by the body of Christ, by his very own body being offered up, you have been made, you've been crucified to the law. In Galatians, in Galatians 2, 19 says, by the law itself you are crucified and dead to the law. Therefore the law and its curses have no authority over you. Galatians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Jesus blotted out by his sacrifice, blotted out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us. That's all the curses that are connected with breaking the law, which were contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, having spoiled principalities and powers, having stripped them of their power and their authority over you and, and making a show of it openly and triumphanting over them in it. So the truth is, yes, you do have freedom and deliverance from every curse but you've got to enforce it. How do you overcome every curse? How do you overcome every curse from, 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 blood left, from any bloodline issue? How do you enforce it? Here is the very simple answer. The answer is the truth. The truth. Say it with me. The truth. What is the truth? G John chapter 8, 36 says, you sh the tr the whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And then John 8, 32 says, you shall know that truth that you are free indeed, and that truth will make you free. Glory to God. Your position will change your condition. It's going to be the truth. It is the truth that is your deliverance. You must receive the truth. Now, I'm going to talk about it in a couple of different ways. You must receive the truth. What truth? Number one, 
what Jesus did in his crucifixion and burial, you must receive it. Everything that Christ finished and ended when he offered up his body on that cross, when he, when he, when he allowed him to, to whip his back and, and, and he was bruised, when he became a curse on that cross, when he was made an offering for sin, everything that Jesus finished and ended is what you got to know the truth about that. John 19.30, Jesus said, it is finished. After he, he drank the cup of vinegar, which quite frankly was referring to the fact that, that um, the, children, the fathers have eaten sour grapes, but the children teeth are set on edge. What was Jesus saying when he took that cup of vinegar and he said it's finished? It says those curses will no longer rule over those that will receive and believe on me. It is finished. It is finished and you were in him in his death and in his burial. So you have got to know what did, what did, what, 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 what ended in his, in his crucifixion and burial. What was finished. And as you get a hold of that truth, that will set you free. Second truth you must get a hold of. You must also get a hold of the liberating truth of acknowledging all that Christ is in you right now. All that he is, all that he has in you right now. As he is, so are you in this world. All that Jesus is because of his resurrection and his ascension, now being seated at the Father hand, at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. And pouring out his spirit. And you were resurrected with him. You were made to sit together with him. By the faith of the operation of God, you were placed in his death and burial, and you have also been made alive in his resurrection and ascension. As he is, so are you in this world. 1 John 1, 17. You need to know how Christ is, what he has right now, and as you get a hold of those things, those truths will make you free. It will drive out every trace of every curse. Number three. Number three, where this truth, what truth it is that you got to get a hold of. You must get a hold of the truth of, 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 of what Jesus is doing and saying inside of you right now. Which means, and, and, which means there's going to be a speaking and there's going to be some action that is based on what Christ is doing in you right now. Now I'll tell you, whatever he's doing in you right now and through you right now is based on what he has already done. It is based on what is already finished. It is based on who he is. It is based on what he has. But you have to be his voice. You have to be able to speak and declare. The number one corresponding action of your faith is speaking. You have got to be the authoritative voice of God. You have got to be the minister of this new covenant, speaking from this place where you are in Christ. This place where you are firmly standing in the blood and what the blood speaks. Standing firmly in the blood and his declaration that you are justified, that you are the righteousness of God, free from guilt and shame and insecurity. Standing in the blood that declares that the Lord is your strength, that the Lord is your salvation, that he is backing you up, that all the promises are yes and amen to you. You have got to be speaking and declaring from the place where you are firmly standing in the name of Jesus. 
That name that is above every name. That name that gives you the power to declare that whatever is unlawful in heaven is unlawful on earth. You've got to stand and speak from that place. You've got to stand and speak from the place of the life and the nature of Christ. The love of God. The, 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 the mercy of God. The nature of God that is far above our principalities and powers. The nature of God that is, that is at the Father's right hand that is in such a place that everything is being made subject to him. You have got to speak from that place. And in that place, the Bible says that you've got boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10, uh, verse 12. In that place is where you are able to declare the wisdom of God, what is done, what is finished, what, 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 who Christ is in you, what the word of God declares. It is from that place you're able to declare the wisdom of God onto the principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3 verse 10. And let me say this. The, Bible, the word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, that this hidden wisdom of God was hidden and it was reserved from the foundation of the world, but has been given to you for your glory. The wisdom of God is for your glory so that you can come into this excellence. Jesus came to bring many sons to glory, to bring you into this place of maturity and freedom from every single curse and on you manifesting his life, being the sons of God. And all of creation is waiting to see the manifestations of the sons of God. But it is the wisdom of God that will bring that about. It is the wisdom of God that will cause you to draw out this salvation with fear and trembling out of your born again spirit and cause it to be made manifest in your life and that wisdom of God that is from above that is pure that is peaceable that is forgiving that is remits people's sins that wisdom of God is according to what is finished that wisdom of God is according to who Christ is in you that wisdom of God is according to what Christ has in you what Christ is speaking and uttering and witnessing and, 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 and doing in you it is that wisdom of God that declares that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their, their trespasses against them when you operate and you speak from that place that new and living way, when you speak the truth with that voice of authority, curses will be broken off of your life. Ephesians 4 verse 15 says, speaking the truth in love and thereby grow up into him who is the head. Grow up into him in all things. Hallelujah. And then fourthly, what is the truth that sets you free? The truth that the, the truth is, hallelujah. Okay, let me just leave it at those three. What Jesus finished, what who Jesus is in you right now, and what is he speaking and doing through you. Now, let's go another step further. Let's take that, those three things and break them down into some bite-sized pieces. Here is the truth. As you and I truly function in him as you and I truly function in the truth in him first John 5 18 says he that keepeth himself in him the evil one toucheth him not John 14 30 in him the evil one cometh but he finds nothing in you the devil has no place no wonder the father would say in third John, I think verse 3 and 4, that it gives him great pleasure when his children walk in truth. Why is that? Well, 
When a man ways please the Lord, God will make his enemies to be at peace with him. When you walk in truth, when you walk in what is finished, when you walk in the reality of who Christ is in you, and you are able to boldly declare and speak and have an attitude that reflects that, what happened? That pleases God, and he will make every enemy be your footstool. He will make and cause every curse to bow, and he will do it by the power of his spirit that worketh all things after his own pleasure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we must truly function in him, truly function in the truth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sin, the devil, no curse from your history, from culture, from ethnicity, from, 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 from the words and the attitudes of others shall have any dominion over you. Romans 6 verse 14, because you're not under the law, but you are under grace. So, the, so sin and all of his buddies will have no dominion or authority over you. Those thorns wouldn't be there to choke the life of God and the blessing of the Lord that is rising up out of your spirit. We must, you must silence those voices. You must choke and uproot those thorns. You must silence those influences wherever they're coming from. Hallelujah. It is important that you silence them. It is important that you shut them down so that the truth that God is speaking, that God is doing, might come forward. Whatever Christ has finished, it is only when what Christ has finished and you function in that, that's only when you reign. The Bible says you reign in life through Christ Jesus, through him as he is, through him what he has finished, through him what he's doing and what he's speaking, through him for he is the truth, he is the way, and he is the life. His life manifested is total victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we do that, as we silence and shut down those other, those other voices of deception and line up with the truth, take our authority and break the power of those things off of our lives, and Christ himself rises up and has dominion, it's freedom, it's liberty. There is total liberty in him. There is total liberty in the position that you have in Christ, and it is that position that will change the condition. Only what Christ is doing by his spirit is what will have voice and have authority. It is important that you silence and shut down those sources through which the curse may have come or through which they can come. Hallelujah. Why? Because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. 1 John 4, 9 says, the will of, and the plan and the purpose of God when he sent Jesus to, to the cross is that you might now live your life through him. Make this your determination. Now, I believe God has given you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding so that you are both hearing and comprehending and receiving what I'm saying to you. It is your freedom. Hallelujah. So let's understand. Let's understand specifically. When Jesus came, when Jesus went to the cross, when Jesus became sin, when Jesus took the punishment for our sins, what was it all about? It was for this purpose that you might have eternal life. 
God so loved the world that he gave his son to, to go through all of that, that you might have eternal life, that you might have the life of Christ. And Jesus said, it's finished. Now, there are eight applications of what Jesus did and accomplished in his sacrifice that comes out of that sacrifice that as we apply them, it's total victory and you overcome every curse. When you, these eight applications that comes out of the sacrifice are the very embodiment of the truth. It is the very means by which you can abide in the truth. And remember, it is the truth that makes you free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Colossians 1 verse 20 says that Christ reconciled everything to God, to God's original intent by the blood of his cross. So here are the, very quickly, here are these eight applications that comes out of the sacrifice, which are the very things that will cause those three aspects of truth, what he has finished, who he is right now, and being able to speak from that life of Christ and act from there that will cause those three things to be able to be implemented and functional in your life. Here are the eight applications that comes out of the sacrifice. And together, they are the truth that makes you free. Hallelujah. Now, number one, death. Number two, burial. Number three, resurrection. Number four, ascension. Number five, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number six, the very life of Christ. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Number seven, the name of Jesus. The Bible says you have life through his name. That name which is above every name has been given unto you. The name after which the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And then number eight, his promises or his divine utterance. What he is saying, what he is speaking. And these promises are designed to, to, to cause um, you to be a partaker of the divine nature. Second Peter chapter one verse eight. Second Peter chapter one verse four. Okay. So when you apply these eight, these eight applications, so to speak, any and every problem or issue of humanity is solved. And what happened? That eternal life, that life of Christ, will come forth. You fight the good fight of faith. Why? That you might lay a hold on eternal life, the life of Christ. First Timothy chapter six verse twelve. All right, so here, are, here is the answer. How do you overcome any and each and every and every and each and every specific curse, whatever they might be? I don't know why, but it might be homosexuality. It might be it it, it might be um, some kind of promiscuity. It might be uh, 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 um, whatever else it is. Whatever whatever it might be a sickness or a disease. How do you overcome it? Here is the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Titus 1 verse 1 says the acknowledgement of the truth. What is the truth that you are to acknowledge? You must acknowledge what is finished. What has Christ finished? And who are, uh, who and what is Christ? And what is he saying and doing? What does the word of God say? What is written and so on? All right. So now here we are. First, the truth that sets you free that comes from what Christ has finished. What you are crucified to, what is finished, what is ended, what is to no longer have any voice or authority over you. Whatever he ended, I mean, it's like a dead man. You can't tempt a dead man. A dead man, um, I mean, 
You, you, can't, you, you, you can't put a glare guilt trip on him or, or, or condemnation. No, he's dead to all of it. To be crucified is to be dead to. Amen? All right. So what are you dead to? What have you been crucified to through the body of Christ? Now let me just touch five aspects of, of, what, of what has ended, so to speak. Number one, you are crucified with Christ. Galatians 2 verse 20 says that you were crucified with him. Nevertheless, you live, but it's not you. It's Christ that liveth in you. And the life you now live is the life of Christ. So you are crucified with Christ. So you no longer... It's like in your spirit, there is a life of Christ in your spirit, but there isn't you there. You have been crucified. So if it's not you there, then it's not about you. No matter what's going on in your life, the enemy might be, wants to steal your faith. The enemy might want to steal your testimony. The enemy might want to choke the life of Christ in you so that you don't function in it. And those are the things he's really after. It's not about you. So you need to recognize what this fight of faith is all about. You got to earnestly contend for it because, and you got to pursue that righteousness and walking in oneness with him. And if you don't reckon yourself crucified indeed, you won't be able to do that. And that life of Christ will not be able to come forth. So you must recognize that it's not about you and you are no longer to be reacting from your flesh. Respond from the truth to the word of God, but don't react from your flesh. Don't be concerned about your own self-interest. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to wear? Seek first functioning in that oneness, and those things are going to be added onto you. The Father knows you have need of them, and as the life of Christ is manifested, that life is sufficiency. That life is abundance. That life is the blessing of the Lord. That, that life is divine health. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, not as unto man, that he might be glorified. So no longer are you to be d defensive and, and self-seeking because you're crucified. You are crucified. Not only that, you are crucified and the sinful nature is also crucified. Romans chapter 6 verse 6. And which means what? They're crucified. You dead, they're dead. They have no voice to you. Now you've got to believe that. You've got to talk like that. And you've got to act like that. And exercise yourself in that so that you become developed in it. Exercise yourself onto godliness. Number two, what else are you crucified from? You are crucified to the law and its curse and its effects. Colossians 2, 14 and 15, which we, told, which we quoted earlier which says that, that um, the handwriting that was against you and contrary to you, he wiped it out and he nailed it to his cross. So that the poverty, the lack, the sickness, all the financial ploy and schemes of the enemy that can come through this world and inflation and this and that and, and layoffs and all of that stuff, you have got to take a stand and decide I'm crucified to it. It has no effect, no authority over me. God is my source. Whatever disease is running rampant, the Lord is my healer. No matter what's happening in the world, he gives me peace in my borders. And you take authority over the dysfunction and over the, the mental attitudes and, and, and illnesses. You've got to decide you are redeemed from the curse of the law. You are crucified to the law, and the law is being crucified to you. Romans chapter 7 verse 4, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 19, Colossians 2 verse 14 and 15. But you see, these things are wonderful, but you've got to proclaim them. You've got to acknowledge them. You have got to speak, and you've got to declare these truths. 
for it to have power to produce. It's not good enough for you to just recognize, yeah, I'm crucified to this and I'm crucified to that. That's not enough. It's not enough to just have the revelation. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, it is the preaching of the cross that is the power of God to them that believe. The preaching, the proclamation, the declaring, and the speaking, you've got to declare, I am dead to this. I am crucified. That old man doesn't rule over me. That nature doesn't have no authority over me. Whatever's been running in my family and whatever is with the disobedience and the rebellion to the law, those things do, and the curse that comes with it, I'm free from it in the name of Jesus. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Now, there may be a natural contradiction while you are proclaiming your freedom, while you are proclaiming your crucifixion. But let me tell you something. This is how it works. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 says that, you be, that we look not at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen. We don't looking at what is existing and what is operating in the natural realm. We're looking at how it is in the realm of the spirit where it is finished. And as we do that, what will happen? This light affliction will be for, for a moment and it will produce a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. But that only happens... If you're fixed, not on what it looks like, but you're fixed on what is finished. The truth, that's what makes you free. Being locked in to the truth, to what is finished, who he is, and what he's saying and doing. Hallelujah. You must speak. Number three, you are crucified to the world. Galatians 6.14 says, you crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to you through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus and through the cross. In the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and, and those things are not a, of the Father, but they are of the world, 1 John 2.16. But you crucified to them. Galatians 5.24 says that by the body of Christ, they that belong to Christ has crucified the flesh with all of its affections and lusts. So you have got to stand up and declare that no I mean, I mean, here you are in this propensity to smoke, and you got to decide, okay, that smoking addiction, I am cru I'm crucified to it. And you got to declare that while there might be still smoke coming out your nostrils, but you keep declaring that. You keep declaring what is finished, and there will come a point in time where, boom, that desire just leaves you. Hallelujah. It's a fight of faith, or any other addiction for that matter. But you are crucified to the world and all of its affections and all of its lust. Number four, you are crucified to people and they are crucified to you. Second Corinthians 5 verse 14 says that, um, that this is how we judge. That if one died for all, then we're all dead. In other words, I see everybody crucified. You see everyone crucified. Which means you are dead to them and they are dead to you. Which means they, are, they don't have that power to intimidate or to manipulate you. Furthermore, because you see them crucified and you recognize they were crucified with Christ and he bore their sin, he took the judgment for their sins, you are now able to be a minister of reconciliation and remit their sins. And you can even tell them, you certainly declared in the spirit, but you can even share with them. That God was in Christ reconciling you unto himself, not, give, not holding your sins and trespasses against you. You have got to have that mindset and be that minister of the new covenant, that minister of reconciliation, because they are crucified with Christ. You are dead to them. They are dead to you. You remit their sins. Hallelujah. And you do not respond 
I mean, you do not react. You respond. I mean, things might come against you, but you quickly forgive. You quickly step into the stay in the love of God. You quickly remit their sins. You quickly, you don't have all these judgments against them, but you release them. Because when you do so, you will also create an atmosphere over their life and an environment where the Spirit of God is going to be able to move in and bring them to the knowledge of himself and set them free while setting you free. Whomsoever sins you remit, they are remitted. I think that's John 20, 23. Number five, you are crucified to the history, to the culture, to your past. This happened in your past. This happened in your childhood and all of that kind of stuff. Well, it has no authority over you. None of that is in your spirit. Every day is a new day. And you've got to declare, all things have passed away. I am a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And all things are God of God. And therefore, I forget those things which are behind. Philippians 3.13, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Revelations chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. They're passed away. You now have, but you've got to proclaim this. You've got you've to literally preach this to yourself. I'm redeemed from every culture and every this. And every, you've got you to preach to yourself. Amen? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. So, so that's one aspect of truth that you got to get a hold of. What is finished in the sacrifice of Christ? What is finished because of his death and burial? And then number, the next aspect of truth, who is he now in you by his resurrection and ascension and him living in you? What is the truth concerning that? And again, you must meditate, find out who Jesus is. Find out the redeemer that he is. Find out, uh, study all these in him scriptures. Study them. Get a hold of them. He is redemption in your life. He is healing in your life. He is wisdom in your life. And you find out all those things are and declare them. All right, let me just shift a little bit further. What is the truth that sets you free? The truth, what is the truth? What, are the, what, are the, what is the third truth that sets you free? And I declare it this way. You are to speak what God is doing and do what God is doing. Agree with the spirit of God. Agree with what he is doing. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Speaking, 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 speaking from where he is. Speaking from the blood. Speaking from the, from, 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 from the life of Christ and the, the nature of Christ and, 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 um, and so on. Because you see, and doing so by the power of the Holy Ghost. Doing so with authority. You've got authority. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. There is power in the word of a king. Ecclesiastics 8.4. And you are a king. We are kings and priests unto God. You have power. Jesus said you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. God says in Ephesians chapter 3 and 1 and verse 19, to them that believe what is the exceeding greatness of his power that raised up Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. And raised him to a place that is far above principalities and powers. So you got to have that boldness and confidence with access by the faith of Christ. Ephesians 3 verse 12, a scripture you ought to memorize. So you speak. You declare, you proclaim, and you do it from where? From in him. You've got access to principalities and powers. They're so that they bow, Ephesians 3.10. You've got access to the throne of God, Hebrews 10 verse 19, through the blood and through the veil of Jesus' flesh that was stoned. You've got access to people. 
Hallelujah. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, if two of you shall agree is touching anything that they shall ask. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you are to have this experience of Christ being your life today. You are to have this experience of living your life through him. 1 John 4, 9, 1 John 4, 17. Now, if you don't do these things, if you don't speak, if you don't declare, if you don't get a hold of the truth, what happens? You're not going to experience it. It really is that simple. The Bible says in Titus 1 verse 3 that God manifests his word through preaching, which means as you declare and as you proclaim, that's how he manifests his word. You've got to speak it. Um, Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 says Christ is able to rise up and subdue everything that is right, that is against you, and make them obedient unto himself. Make them bow. Christ in you, the lion of the tribe of Judah, Christ in you is able to rise up. Christ in you, the author and the finisher of your faith. Christ in you, the high priest that is able, that is the apostle and the high priest of your profession. In Hebrews 3 verse 1, he is able to rise up in you and make everything bow to his nature. However, Philippians 3 verse 20 and 20, 21 says, it is according as you order your conversation to how it is in heaven. According to what is finished. You've got to speak from where you are in Christ. You've got to speak according to the blood and from the blood. You've got to speak in the power of the name of Jesus. You've got to speak from the life and the nature of Christ. What is finished by death and burial, what is, what is so because in the life of Christ because of resurrection and ascension. Hallelujah. So, in conclusion, what are we saying? You must receive and you must own. You've got to receive this. And you've got to own what Jesus finished in his death and in his burial. You've got to own who Christ is in you right now by his resurrection and his ascension. You have got to own that the, you got to own his life as your very own. And you've got to own Christ's life as your very experience right now. And you must speak and you must declare and you must decree and you must command from where you are established in the blood, in the name, and in the life of Christ, and in the nature of Christ. You speak, declare, decree, command the truth by the power of the Holy Spirit in order that you might overcome any and any and every curse, no matter what the source. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord so that you can experience the freedom that is yours, so that that blessing inside of you might drive out every trace of any and every curse. Now, I want to I wanna pray with you. I want to minister to you the truth of the word of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, verse 17, no weapon formed against you is to prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment is to be condemned. The Bible speaks, I believe, in, in, in Psalm 63, where it speaks, mm. hallelujah. So, the, yeah, Psalm, Psalm 64, I'm sorry. 
any word curses that come against you, that they are to go back to where they come from. Malachi chapter 3 speaks, talks about the fact that those words that were stout, words that you may have spoken or others that has come to try to reap a bad harvest in your life, they are to be canceled in the name of Jesus. So I want to pray with you. And I want to pray not just for you, but with you. I want you to agree with me. And therefore, as I pray, you can repeat it after me. And I'm going to pray not just I, but I'm going to pray we. Because you see, in the name of Jesus, which is above every name, every knee must bow. So let us, let us believe God and pray together right now. In the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, we command everything that is unlawful in heaven. We declare and command they be unlawful on earth in our lives in the name of Jesus. We acknowledge that our lives and that of all men have been crucified in Christ Jesus. We remit every sin through the blood of Jesus. We pull down, we tear down every stronghold of the enemy. Every spirit of fear come down. Every spirit of infirmity Sickness, disease, confusion, bondage, addiction. Loosen the people of God. Loosen us in the name of Jesus. We loosen ourselves from every operation of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We loosen the people of God from all of the devil's schemes and trickery and deception and ploys. We break the power of poverty and lack and every economic assault against our prosperity, against our financial increase. We break its power in the authority in the name of Jesus. We've been freed from the body by the body of Christ and his offering from every financial affliction. And we now have the power to get wealth. To establish the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. We open the doors. And we set the captives free. Be freed and come out of every captivity. In the name of Jesus. Come out from every mental assault. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now in the name of Jesus right now. I declare. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me. He has anointed me to break every yoke. He's anointed me to set the captives free. So in the name that is above every name, I come against every tormenting memory. I come against every tormenting memory that has harassed you and I declare them broken off of your life. I declare you freed from them in the name of Jesus. Even if those memories are from anywhere from in the past, even if they go back to childhood, I come against them and I command them to loosen you in the name of Jesus. I declare the word of God that God gives you beauty for ashes. He gives you the oil of joy for mourning. 
You now have the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I pray and I declare that I declare the prayer of faith over your life. By the very faith of Christ, I command God's word that you be healed from every sickness, from every disease, from every infirmity. Be healed in the name of Jesus. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Now I declare the life and the power of the Spirit of God. No, no causes and the, the quickening power of the Holy Spirit to flow into every fiber and every cell of your body. The healing power and the resurrection power of the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead now quickens every cell in your mortal body. Every organ be quickened in the name of Jesus. Every tissue, every system, bloodstream, blood pressure, be gone in Jesus' name. Nervous system, digestive system, immune system, your bone system, every system in your body. Be quickened by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I command bones, ligaments, bone marrow, be empowered by the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I command every organ, Every cell, every fiber, hear the word of the Lord. Receive the word of the Lord and be healed in Jesus' name. Every negative diagnosis from whatever doctor or medical source, I declare them right now to bow to the truth for God's we believe God's report. And I come to command every negative diagnosis to be loosened from the people's life. Be loosened from your life in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that you are the healer. I thank you that the blessing of the Lord is working in their lives in its fullness. And every trace of any and every curse bows and is stopped in Jesus' name. And is no longer allowed to rule. No longer allowed to reign. Behold in your mind. In the name of Jesus. From every mental torment. In Jesus name. Thank you father for doing it. In Jesus mighty name.